Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. We are in Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. I'm moving like a turtle for real. I slept good today. I've had my oatmeal. Found out that I don't have to pay this sales tax bill from 2018. Praise the Lord. Give a hand clap for the Lord. Man, these jokers are trying to hit your boy up. Because I was selling stuff on it, on uh, online, like eBay or whatever, in 2018. And, they were, and then I called the lady up. They were trying to stick me with an $8,000 bill. Man, why are they trying to stick me for my paper? Man, they were trying to stick me for my paper. I work hard doing these Uber grind. Anyway, 2018, I was selling all this stuff online. But it was all to places like outside of the state of Missouri. But when they get that 1099K or whatever, all they see is your revenue. And I made, yeah, I made like, I don't know, my revenue was like 40 something grand from that year. Even though I I didn't net that much. Anyway, I can't remember what the total was from that year, 2018. It was 2018. Anyway, they tried to hit me up saying I owed all this sales tax. I'm like, so I called the lady up. She was like, did any of your sales come from Missouri? I was like, no. It was all outside of the state, everywhere but Missouri. So I was selling it online, shipping. I was drop shipping. Anyway, she's like, well, you don't owe anything then. Just send us an email stating that, and you should be good. So that's what I did. Praise the Lord. Woo! I saw that eight. There's nothing like getting a bill in the mail saying you owe $8,000. I already took care of that other tax bill from 2018 to the federal fed. I owe them like, I end up having to pay them like four grand or something like that. It was crazy. Oh, taxes are the devil. But what else? That's the good news. The somewhat sad news is Sean and Paula has officially ghosted me. We had a good conversation going on. Then I think I maybe said too much in my replies on Messenger. Or I don't know. Maybe I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's busy. Who knows? Uh, we live in a world where you're expected to respond to people like right away. So maybe she's taking her time. Anyway, but um, as of right now, I've been ghosted. Um, what else? Man, what's her name? I can't say her. I can't say her name. So let's see here. We're going to say Banana Fontana. (laughs) Banana Fontana sent me an email. So I'm debating whether or not to reply to that. I think I'll just say thank you and then keep it moving. Yeah, just, ah, this ah, this relationship stuff, man. I promise you. I do have like two older women I'm talking to from Facebook dating, but it's just like a for like straight up friendship stage right now. That's pretty much all it is. Ah, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? And they're both cool with that. So yeah. Like one of them was just telling me, just like, yeah, I like this. I like just getting to know somebody rather than do all that. Yeah, 
thing with romance, romance and all that stuff, getting involved on the front end. Oh, man. Anyway, all right, let's get into this word because there's so much more I could probably say, but yeah, God, I want the, the word of God to be the focus, the focus, the focus. Here we go. Come to the Lord. Come, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the water, and you without silver, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without silver and without cost. Why do you spend silver on what is not food, and your weight is on what does not satisfy? Man, so much power in these words. Let me say it again. Why do you spend silver on what is not food, and your weight is on what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and you will enjoy the choicest the choicest of foods, of foods, or it says, enjoy fatness, <laughs> pay attention and come to me, listen, so that you will live, I will make a permanent covenant with you on the basis of the faithful kindness of David, in nations, oh, I skipped ahead, my bad, since I have made him a witness to the peoples and a leader, a leader and commander for the peoples, Verse five, so you will summon a nation you do not know and nations who do not know you will run to you for the Lord, your God, even the Holy One of Israel has glorified you. Verse six, here we go. This is a good memory verse right here. Have this six, verse six and seven. I'll I'll have this circled, starred, all that. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Here we go. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will give, he will freely forgive. Amen. All right, here's some more good stuff you can, I would highly recommend circling, underlining. For my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. Verse 9, for as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat. So my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. Verse 12, you will indeed go out with joy and be peacefully guided. The mountains and the hills will break into singing before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Verse 13, instead of the thorn bush, a cypress will come up. Put it out right here. Oh, back on verse 12, where it says, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. I said, when I was a kid, I, I remember I have this vivid, vivid memory from my childhood. I was like, I had to be around five years old or maybe a little bit younger. But I have this vivid memory of sitting in the back seat of my parents' car and my dad driving and looking out the window and seeing the trees and telling my dad that it looked like the trees were praising God. I'll never forget that. I, it's just this vivid memory. And here it says... The trees of the field will clap their hands. Beautiful. Instead of the thorn bush, a cypress will come up. 
I put here also that thorn bushes, they represent lack, drought, and death. And I said, it's, uh, Jesus wore a crown of thorns. The very thing that represented lack, drought, and death, that was his crown. Let's keep going. And instead of the briar, a myrtle will come up. This will stand. I need to see what a myrtle tree looks like. Wave after wave crashes over me, crashes over me. I've been playing some Bethel worship music. It's so beautiful. Hey, I know there's Myrtle Beach. I want to go there. I didn't get a chance to go there when I went out to the Carolinas. Let's see what a Myrtle tree looks like. Wow, that's beautiful. to say legend of the myrtle tree america's most beautiful hardwood used in variety of gift items comes from the myrtle tree which grows profusely in southwestern oregon the coloring of the wood is unique varying from a sedate satiny gray to righteously or riotously Multicolored grains of red, yellow, and brown. The grain has many burls, which give it swirling and greatly varying texture. Each piece characteristic and yet beautifully different. Instead of the thorn, yes, and then they put the little scripture about Isaiah fifty-five thirteen. Wow. Amen. Instead of the briar, a myrtle will come up. This will stand as a monument for the Lord, an everlasting sign that will not be destroyed. Beautiful flower tree. I probably should say floral tree, but oh well. Here we go. What does Tony Evans have to say? God offers healing and salvation from sin, along with millennial and eternal blessings without silver and without cost. This is a powerful Old Testament affirmation of God's free gift of grace. These statements are about Jesus, the King of Israel, who will rule not only his own people, but also Gentile nations that did not know him. Christ's kingdom reign will extend to every corner of the earth. Grace does not make sense to us because it does not reflect our how people treat one another. But God's perspective is not our perspective. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to enable us to have a heavenly perspective. We need the mind of Christ. See 1 Corinthians 2, 16. God's word is always purposeful and his purposes are always achieved. The Bible can, can be trusted. The thorn bush and briar, which began to plague the world after Adam and Eve sinned, see Genesis 3, 17 and 18, will be replaced by plants of beauty and usefulness on the new earth God has promised. You won't see any more tumbleweeds. Uh, Gentiles who believed in the God of Israel inbound. Oops, my bad. That's for next. That's for next recording. Chapter 56. All right, let me read this. There's a little Q&A section. There's one more section I'm going to read from the Tony Evans Bible. It says, There have been various attacks on the concepts of the inspiration and inerrancy of the Bible. Why do you consider these to be critical theological doctrines? How important is commitment to these doctrines for your ministry as a pastor? 
Here's Tony Evans response. He says, it is critical that the Bible be trusted. When you challenge the inerrancy, infallibility, and trustworthiness of the Bible, you are questioning God's voice, which means you are questioning God. Uh, somebody at my school, he's actually, he was actually a teacher and an administrator um, at our school. The school I went to, my school is very liberal. Uh, my high school, it's weird that my parents sent me to that school and considering my parents are especially my dad was pretty hardcore Christian, but they sent me to this. It was, there's a reason for it though. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense now, but if anything, it helped me like learn how to relate to people of all walks of life. Uh, even our head principal was openly gay. Uh, anyway, they used to call all the teachers by first name. Um, I saw trans, we had a trans person in my school before, trans before that was all like a big thing um or talked about as much as as it is now but uh where's i going with all that oh this guy my this guy that still works at the high school i went to he i saw something he posted on facebook about how the bible is um it's fiction it's a like a fairy tale. It's not real. It's n- and it's not fiction. It's nonfiction. It's in. I don't know. This is why I feel like this podcast and more. I think more people need to start podcasts or just need to talk more about the Word of God. Like the Bible needs to be talked about twenty four seven. The Bible is actually not talked about enough. Um, this is like, in, in the reason why we can trust it, the reason why we can believe it, the reason why we can stand firm on it. Um, it's infallible. It's God's word. It's his way of communicating to us, his basic instructions before leaving earth. And so, anyway, let me keep reading this. It is critical that the Bible be trusted. When you challenge the inerrancy and the infallibility and the trustworthiness of the Bible, you are questioning God's voice, which means you are questioning God. The real issue is this. Can a perfect God have an imperfect word? No, not if he claims perfection about that word. The Bible makes clear no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. See Second Peter Chapter 121. No scripture resulted from someone merely making something up. The authors of biblical books were moved by God's spirit to write through their own personalities. The result is verbal, plenary, inspiration. That is, I've never seen that word plenary. I have an idea of what it means, but let's Google it. I'm not ashamed to Google something. Unqualified, absolute to be attended by all participants at a conference assembly who otherwise meet in smaller groups. But the first word is unqualified, absolute. So you're saying, where was, where was that word at? Where do we leave off my bay? Huh? So it was, these guys were unqualified and their words were absolute. 
the result is verbal plenary inspiration. That is, the Holy Spirit inspired the entire Bible. I always say it would take some geniuses to make the Bible to write this thing and for all these prophecies that have come true to just happen and then for all the things to line up the way yeah it would take some geniuses to make all this up to write this to make a fiction book of this magnitude anyway and i always say just read it just read it the more you read it the more it reads you it's like a mirror and the more you realize like oh yes this explains everything why didn't i believe or read this more as a kid you know the holy spirit and at one point these the bible was openly read in schools but they took all that out so now we have what we have as a society as they say how's that working out for you america no bibles in schools how's that working out for us right now all right down to the very words chosen god protected the living word jesus from sin by the virgin birth because he was conceived from the holy spirit see matthew one twenty. he also protected the written word scripture from error by the same holy spirit God can be trusted, therefore, that what he's written can be trusted. If what God has written cannot be trusted, then he cannot be trusted either. And if he cannot be trusted, why should we entrust our lives to his kingdom agenda? Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, for the clapping trees that are just one sign of of that everything that has breath praising you, God. Even the trees, that's what gives us breath in our lungs or we look forward to seeing these myrtle trees in heaven no more no more uh dead leaves falling off the trees yeah that's gonna be amazing there'll only be spring summer like i imagine weather and beauty all around year round no winter no fall so we just thank you we thank you we thank you we thank you for your goodness your mercy your grace even, yeah, the season's changing. It's just a, one of many signs of what things will be like, the life to come in, in heaven, in eternity. That, yes, there'll be, yeah, just a picture of restoration, God. Hmm. It's powerful to me think about it. Lord, we just thank you. I pray you watch over me and keep me as I get out here and... uh Pick up, folks. Continue to order my steps. Fill me with your power, your love, your spirit. Thank you once again that this is the day that you have made. I can and I will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. A. Oh, yes, my future wife, God, if it's your will. And for those, everybody else waiting for spouses, Lord, I just pray, God, that they would uh, be patient, God, and wait and um, not force anything and not be anxious or depressed while they wait for that spouse, wait for that mate. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all, I'll holla. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will 
not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.